When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On and off the pitch, there is much to talk about at Celtic. Victory at St Johnston at the weekend made it four straight wins for Neil Lennon's team. As they start to at last show some signs of form in the title race, albeit a little bit too late in terms of 10 in a row. Off the park though, there's just as much to discuss, perhaps even more. The interim financial results with losses incurred came as no surprise. Well, Chairman Ian Bankier has also given an update on the January review on the plans for the club going forward. Or has he really? Um, there's no point messing about with lengthy introductions today. We've got Record Sports former Celtic striker Chris Sutton ready to discuss all of these major topics. So might as well get straight down to business. Chris, how are you? Yep, I'm lonesome today. Uh, Swanee, no Mick. I wonder why I was... Yeah, I mean, we're getting the older tough topics out and Mick is... Uh... Mick's decided to take a week off, disappointed in him. Yeah, I think he's called not chucked the towel in after six rounds in a row where he took a beating off you, I think. That's probably the reason. <laughs> Man's having a hard day on time off. Um, Chris, we'll maybe try and spin through some of the football stuff first because there's a lot of off-the-field stuff to get our teeth into. Um, so I'll whip through some of the football stuff first. If, that, if that's your sure four wins on the spin for Celtic now after winning at St Johnston, I guess it's too little too late, but is, are there some signs of, of life there? Um, it, it's very difficult, isn't it, with um, you know the, the last four results. They have been positive results, but can we really take a lot of positivity from them? Um, it's all too little too late, isn't it? Performing now, putting a, a run together. Uh, this needed to have been done earlier on in the season. Uh, I thought that uh, the, the game um, against St Johnston, difficult pitch. Uh, I know Neil Lennon described the performance as excellent. I didn't. I didn't think it was an excellent performance, but they got the job done. And again, decent characters to come from a, from a goal behind. But Celtic are playing for second place, and uh, you know, I, I suppose we're at a. At the stage of the season where everybody is looking, waiting for the club to to, to come out and and uh, and tell us what the pathway is going forward. Um, you know, it's interesting the starting eleven yesterday, and uh, and you know how many players from that starting eleven are either good enough to play in a Celtic jersey or are going to be there next season. And if you go through, if you go through... Yeah, the, let, 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 me, let me stop you there then, Chris. And obviously mm. you've, pre- you've got this prepared. So let, let's go through the team. Scott Bain. Yeah, not good enough. Nope. So, and, and, and so, you know, that's an area where Celtic clearly, clearly they need to, uh, OK, hold the hands up, say they've got Barkas wrong. But it's been, uh, you know, pinning the tail on the donkey, hasn't it, for Neil Lennon in terms of goalkeeping selection? There, there's been uncertainty all season, and mm-hmm. you know we're 
You know, we talk about it every season. Champions League qualifiers come round. Celtic, you know, fortunate that they've, you know, finished second place that they'll be in a Champions League qualifier and they need to be ready. So that's clearly, clearly an area of concern. That's one. Uh, back four that played yesterday, John Joe Kenny, back to Everton. Well, Carlo Angelotti says he wants him back at Everton next season, so he's not going to be there. But, you know, he, he's actually looked pretty steady since he's come in. Shane Duffy yeah. looks like he'll be going back to Brighton. You're then on mm-hmm. to Christopher Iyer, one year left on his contract. Uh, he's made noises, or it seems to be that he's made noises where, you know, he wants to try something else. Uh, so it looks like he'll be off. Uh, and then Greg Taylor and Greg Taylor, neat and tidy, as he is, is he the long-term solution uh, to to Celtic at left-back? And, you know, I still think he has so much to prove. I'm not sure whether he is. He is good enough to take Celtic to the next level. You go into midfield, Scott Brown spoken about this so many times on the podcast. I still think he has a part to play at Celtic, but that part will have to get less and less and he'll have to, uh, you know, manage his age and his fitness levels. But he's, he's still clearly a massive influence on the team. Then yeah. you have Turnbull, McGregor, I think, uh, you know, will be here next season. Yep. Uh, and and possibly build the team around those two players. Mainstays, uh, yeah, though. Oh, yeah. Sorry? Mainstays, you would, yeah, you would suggest those yeah. two, a couple of build the team around. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. T- Tom Rogic uh, has been a you know terrific talent for Celtic over the years. Inconsistent at times. Looks like he'll be hanging around as well. That's not a bad thing. And then you look at the front line. Those players look like they'll be off. Edward and uh, uh, and Ryan Christie. And this is a massive, massive issue. You know, they you know, we're talking about uh, you know Odson Edward the last number of weeks has been absolutely outstanding. The goals... What do you make of, that, Chris? Uh, what, what, what you make of the way Odson Edward has come back to form? There has been one or two former players have already stated that, you know, attitude was not good at the start of the season. He's let people down because now the, 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 the eyes are maybe on a move in the summer. The form seems to be picking up. You buy into that or you think it's just a timing issue? It's been coincidence or what do you think? It's a difficult one. Uh, you know, this one is a player who I rate so, so highly. Uh, the, the goals he's scored in recent weeks suggest that he's getting up to the necessary level. Had he been at this level all season, then Celtic maybe in a, or would have been in a far better position. Uh, it, it, I don't think it's any secret that it looks like he, he wants a way. Um, but he hasn't done enough this season. When you look at look at the the form he showed last season, the heights which he hit, uh, and it, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago on the pod, it's an interesting one because when we talk about we can talk about transfer fees, what you know, how much could Celtic get for Odson Edward? There's no doubt that uh, with his performances this season, Celtic can't be asking what they would have asked at the end of last season. And uh, you know there, there will be clubs who would still have reservations over his uh, his consistency levels, really, and that you know they may link that to to attitude because something wasn't right earlier on in the season. I know he's had COVID issues, but you know that's not been good for him or Celtic. Mm-hmm. The manager Neil Lennon seemed to suggest after the game on on Sunday at St Johnston that perhaps his mind was elsewhere earlier in the season. Is that just pretty obvious to everyone? 
Um, yeah, but it's you know it's up to the manager to to get the the most out of him, and it's all you know it's it's all right now talking about you know we're we're getting to the required levels, but you know when the, when the league was won by Rangers in December, this is this you know this isn't going to sit right, and you know in the support with, uh, with the supporters and in their throats, and uh, you know Celtic can win to the end of the season, but you, there's no getting away from the fact that this has been this season has been an absolute disaster on the field for uh, for Celtic and the manager carries the can for that. You mentioned Ryan Christie there as another one who you would who you would think may be gone. Is that down to the fact that one the contract or any contract, new contract that may be on offer isn't signed yet or, or just the fact there isn't one signed yet. And also can I ask Chris can you blame Ryan Christie and his situation, given the fact that he will be going to a European Championship finals with Scotland? He's going into the last year of his contract. Is, is he right to, to have a look and assess his options and take his time? Is that, is that fair from him? And is it unfair for supporters to have a go at him for it? Um, well, it's up to the it's up to the player, isn't it? Really, uh, the one thing I'd say about Ryan Christie, whenever he pulls on a Celtic jersey, when he steps across the white line, you, he's always given one hundred percent. You know that uh, th- that you're going to get the the required level of uh, of attitude from him, and I think the same can't be said about all players. Um, I think that he's entitled to keep his options open and and maybe look for a move down. I think that's you know that's fine, but as long as the levels are still there and they have been with him, now it's up to Celtic to to make him an offer which he can't refuse. But there's no doubt that he's going to be a big big loss to this Celtic team. And when you you know you, when you, we're talking about Celtic losing Edward Christie and Ayer. That's you know that's over a quarter of the team, but actually, possibly the three biggest players in the team. You could chuck McGregor in there, maybe Scott Brown at times. I mean, how is Celtic going to go about replacing them for? You know, they'll be the challengers next season for the title challenge, and also to get through the Champions League qualifiers. When we, you know, we've spoken about other players in the team who aren't up to the level. I mean, there's going to have to be one hell of an overhaul this summer. One hell of an overhaul. Well, there was other football matters to discuss, but what I'll do is, Chris, I'll come back to them because you've taken us nicely, I guess, onto the comments this, uh, on Monday morning from the Celtic chairman Ian Bankier on the back of the interim financial results, obviously. They weren't great, which is the same for probably every club with no fans coming in the door. Um, there was the admission that, as you have alluded to many times on this podcast, there was a, a, a refusal, probably is the right word, I was going to say isn't the right word, but wanted to keep the squad in place, didn't want to sell any of the main assets, obviously because 10 in a row was in sight. Um, mm. That's obviously cost the club money. Um, as you look at it now, do you suspect that with all of that out of the way now, and you say there will be a massive overhaul. Is it back to the model now? Is it, is it rip the page away and go with a clean slate and start again and go back to the model? If that's the case, you talked about those three main players there, Chris. Mm. What, what could Celtic expect to get for them now? Where you're left on the contract. Go through them one by one. What, what would you get for those players? And do you, do, you, do you take that money? You don't make the mistakes of, 
of last season, and if the players of last summer, and if players do want to go, you let them go, you cash in, and you start again. And if so, how much? It's it's a really difficult situation because you know when you when you talk about the level we know these these uh, players can play at, and and the fact that. How does Celtic replace these players? How much is it going to cost? Is there trust in the scouting department who, you know, you have to say based on uh, Barkas signing, on the Yeti signings, how can, how can there be trust in Nicky Hammond, who's, who's head of recruitment? So, so you sell Edward, you sell Christie, you sell Ayer, and I don't know, you know, you, you get 30, 40 million pounds for the three of them. Who are you going to get in at the level to replace them? And that's a, it's a massive, massive issue. Who are you going to get in at the level which is going to see you get into the Champions League group stages? And I just, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, we can talk about a Yeti. Is, is a Yeti going to be able to replace Edward? Not on the evidence we've seen this season. What's gone on with Lee Griffiths again? You know, there seem to be issues uh, there once again. So... Celtic need the, to the, the, the counter argument, Chris, would be if I could put this to you hmm. if the scouting is done properly, if you take on board what Odson Edward, Ryan Christie, and Christopher Iyer cost Celtic, like Odson Edward was nine million after a loan, hmm. Ryan Christie was about a million from Inverness, and Christopher Iyer was around half a million from FK Start in Norway, so that's 10.5 million. So if your yeah. scouting is done properly, that should be the three of them replaced with a thirty million pound profit. Yeah, Fair. and 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 okay, and that's all well and good. Okay, that's all well and good. But we're talking about the here and now, and we're actually talking about what happens on the pitch next season. So therefore, you there's a massive hole within the team if those three go. I mean, Odson Edward basically won Celtic the game yesterday. He's won Celtic so many games over the, 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 the time he's been at the club. He's developed into uh, a, an outstanding player. Hasn't been at the levels this season. And you have to question, you know, what on earth has gone on in the early part of the season, whether his attitude's been, been right or, you know, whatever. But Celtic, if Cel when Celtic lose Odson Edwards, and he will, go, he will go in the summer, that's going to happen. Who are you going to replace him with? To, to get to that level, to, to, to win you tight games. And that's going to be the difficulty. And, you know, Nicky Hammond uh, has one hell of a job on and his track record has frankly been woeful at Celtic. Talk about a, 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 the talk about a sporting director coming in now, isn't there? But Celtic need to get a sporting director in immediately if they want to move forward and actually challenge Rangers next season. Because when you look across the city and you, you see Rangers squad, there seems to be a bit of stability. We're talking about Celtic. And, you know, I mentioned the starting 11 against St. Johnston. How many players from that starting 11 are going to be here next season at the required level? And not many. There was, what, what two or three? I think, I, think, I, think, I think you were four. And if, if, if you count well, Scott, being best part. Well, Scott, Scott Brown and Tom Rogic. Four and a half you know. or five. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. And that, that isn't anywhere near enough and it's something which needs addressing. Hence why, you know, it's, it's the same old argument. Hence why I know Celtic are saying that they don't want to make any hasty decisions, uh, want to take the time and make rational decisions. But there needs to be a decision already made over the manager. 
for next season. And they just need to come out and say, Neil Lennon cannot be in charge of Celtic next season. I don't care whether he wins every game till the end of the season. This season has been an absolute disaster. And, you know, it, it was so long ago, we forget what happened in the Champions League. Celtic knocked, uh, knocked out, uh, I think, is the earliest exit in 15 years against uh, Ferran Faros, wasn't it? Celtic playing Ryan Christie as a lone striker that night. Uh, a Yeti on the bench, Klimala on the bench. Of course, Edward was a... You know, was a loss, but there have been so many decisions which have been that bad this season that that you know Neil Lennon cannot carry on in his position. And I don't like saying that because he, you know, he's a former teammate of mine. But that's the decision which needs to be made. And of course, we're then on to knock-on effect with, you know, season tickets and uh, and what have you. And if Celtic fans decide not to renew their season tickets, which from what I gather, a great deal are talking along those lines. I know things, you know, do change. Then it's going to have a massive effect on, you know, on the finance, uh, on the financial situation at the club. You know, the fans may vote with their feet and say, you know, we're just, we're just not going to do it until we know what's going on next season. And I don't think that's unreasonable. Let me take you back. Uh, let me take you, Chris, to the actual, uh, within various comments that were made by, uh, Ian Banker on Monday morning. One of the the direct quotes was when when talking about the the review or the infamous review. I must state clearly that all decisions we take will be taken calmly and rationally. We will not make hasty decisions that we might regret. There is considerable uncertainty as to how and when the game will get back to normal. If I took those those quotes in isolation, Chris, does that suggest to you? that Neil Lennon might still have a future? Does it suggest to you that no one really wants to say anything about it yet? Or does it suggest that maybe with no one really knowing what's going to go or what's going to happen with the pandemic at the moment, there may not be a season ticket push in the spring. And there is time to be bought because I suppose that's a serious question as well, Chris, that you know, if there is no signs of supporters getting back into stadiums for the beginning of next season. What do football clubs do? Not just Celtic, all clubs. We're just assessing and assuming that the season ticket push will be at its usual time. But uh, will that be the case? Yeah. How, how do you sell it? To some, so do you see it as a, as a can being kicked down the road? Do you see it as, you know, we won't make hasty decisions, Neil Lennon still has a chance of being the manager next season? What, what did you make of, of those, those comments? Um, there just needs to be a clear pathway. I want to say a clear pathway for the for the you know club to come out and you know the I noticed that uh, in uh, one of the lines was about the you know issues which have affected the club this season: the prolonged summer transfer window, COVID nineteen, and the, and the loss of support, and and that having a damage effect on performance levels in domestic and European competitions. But the COVID issue, most of Celtic's COVID issues have been self-inflicted. So Celtic, you know, only have themselves to blame for that. The loss of loss of support, yeah, I get that. But that, what do you mean? What do you mean by that, Chris? What what, what do you mean by self-inflicted? Where? Well, we're talking about we're talking about the uh, you know the, well, the the trip to Dubai, aren't we? 
we're talking about. Uh, I mean, you say Argu- arguably the wheels had come off the season by that point already. Uh, but they're still I mean, self if, if, if you go back to the one, if you go back to the one in October when Celtic yeah, and, had four players uh, ruled out of, of, of the of the game against Rangers for yeah, and, things that had happened on Scotland duty and international duty that. Yeah, and really yeah, Celtic's door for that one. Can no, you? a d- degree of sympathy with that. I mean, Bolingoli, you know, was an idiot. Uh, you know, we all know that. But the, the, you know, we can't get away from the fact that the Dubai trip was self-inflicted. That is the still Dubai part of part, yeah. No one so it was still, yeah, still part of this season, isn't it? You know, the prolonged summer transfer window. I don't really get what they they mean with that, uh, other than that the players Celtic have brought into the club this season just simply haven't been at the level. And, and you know, that's what, whatever we want to talk about, uh, finance, COVID, the, the other thing about tra- that, summer transfer again, window. The other thing about that, Chris, again, is when, the, when, that tra- when that prolonged summer transfer window closed, Celtic were a point behind Rangers with a game in hand. Totally. It wasn't until after it closed that everything fell apart. You know, it all, all comes that down to... That doesn't make sense. You know, that, doesn't uh, make, that, that part didn't make sense. I, I agree with you. Didn't yeah, and all... It all comes down to performances on the pitch. You know the uh, the 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 discipline of the players or the the ill discipline of the players, not getting up to speed fitness wise, not being ready to play. That's why Celtic got knocked out against Ferenc Varos. Celtic, you know, for whatever reason, such a such a slow start. I don't think it was complacency why they got knocked out. I just don't think that the team were ready, and this has had an effect on the team all season. They haven't been at the level. And do you know what? When you actually look back at last season, how many changes there have been to the squad, you know, it's the same group of players. It's the same core of players. So the simple question has to be, why has the level dropped off so much? And, you know, we, as I've spoken about fitness issues, uh, players not performing, but there's the manager who carries the can for that. And this has gone on too long. And what Celtic cannot do is let is let this filter in to next season and the knock-on effect it will have next season. Decisions need to be made. The sooner the decisions are made, then Celtic can move on. They cannot move on and the supporters cannot be expected uh, to chuck the hard-earned money away on season tickets if there is no clear plan in place and the board owe it to the supporters to actually come out and say what the plan is. And I understand, you know, they've, they've made the point about we're, we're not making hasty decisions. But, you know, they talked about a January review and we'll talk about the manager's position again and nothing. So what are they waiting for? It's going to get more and more awkward, isn't it? If Neil Lennon carries on, you know, it's a run of four wins. If this just carries on and then he gets a run of eight wins and ten wins and then they think, oh, well, maybe we've turned the corner. But that isn't the case for me. You look at the season as a whole. Celtic were embarrassed in European competitions, knocked out of the Champions League uh, um, knockout stages earlier than ever before, embarrassed in the Europa uh, group stages. After four games, Celtic were out, absolutely spanked over uh, in Prague, got absolutely slaughtered at home by the same team. It's embarrassing. It's been an embarrassment. Celtic have regressed under Neil Lennon this season. And that's why there needs to be a new guy, a new voice in place, and then the overhaul can begin. How can an overhaul begin 
when nobody knows what's going to happen next season. And, and if, if, if they do, just think about the impact that is going to have on the Celtic support going into next season, how demoralised everybody's going to be. That's what's going to happen. Everybody will. It'll be as flat as a pancake the start of the season. And then imagine the pressure on the Champions League qualifiers when Celtic, you know, if they end up drawing the first league game of the season. I mean, just imagine the atmosphere if the fans are back in the stadium at that point. It's 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 gone too far. It's gone too long. And as I say, Neil's you know former teammate uh, of mine, and I love him to death. But this this just cannot carry on. And how the board can't see that? I don't know how long this is going to take for them to to realise what you know what has to happen. How bad does it actually have to get? And you know Neil can can point at little spells of the. Is a manager allowed a bad a season? Is a manager allowed a bad season, Chris? <laughs> Because uh, Neil, Lennon, Neil Lennon's backers, and although they may be getting thinner and thinner on the ground, would argue that it's been one bad season. And uh, and if you wanted to play devil's advocate to what you're suggesting, Stephen Gerrard, you could argue, had two bad seasons and was uh, given the chance to win it. And I know it's slightly different. They come from different angles, but is there no... Would, would you have any understanding with any Celtic supporters who say, OK, it's been an unusual season, it's not been good? It's not in been fact, an unusual been season. Uh, I mean, you say an unusual, you know, it's not... It's I'm just not posing as, the question. I'm just posing the question. As a, you, you, it, you really don't think there's any way the, back? One back no, season. there is no way back. Uh, you know, things have, have gone too far, gone far too far. You have to look at uh, European football. You have to look at Europe. You have to look at the performance levels, finishing bottom of the Europa group. You have to look at the Champions League. Uh, you know, it's it's a, a couple of seasons now where Celtic have gone out weekly in the qualifiers. And we know the importance of Celtic uh, and Champions League football, the finance which it brings. And of course, then that has a knock-on effect in terms of squad strengthening, not having to sell players. And the fact that Celtic haven't been haven't been ready, weren't ready the last couple of seasons. That's been the biggest issue. So then what what do we expect? Well, we expect Celtic to compete in the Europa League. Has that happened uh, this season? Absolutely not. They've been so far way off the pace. And it's not, you know, Celtic haven't been unlucky this season. They've just been ranked rotten. They've just been bad. But they've so bad. Before. Sorry? They, they topped the group the season before, so well, does that come back so to one it, bad season? It, 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 it's or does that come back more, to a, a, a regression that can't be stopped? This isn't. This isn't a. Uh, this hasn't been a blip. This hasn't been uh, a, a dip. A little dip in form for a couple of weeks. This has been Celtic from the start of the season not being ready to getting well into the new year, and okay, you know. They've had four wins against Kilmarnock, Motherwell, St Mirren and St Johnston. But the levels just aren't there. And, and there's going to, you know, Celtic are going to lose the best players this summer. So there needs to be a rebuild. What from this season, why would you trust Neil Lennon to take this club forward into next season on the basis of what we've seen recruitment-wise and on the basis of the level of performance this season in Europe and domestically with what was at stake this season uh, in the league. It hasn't been 
I mean, it, it, it must be one of the, the, the worst, if not the worst, title defence on record. It's been, it's been that bad. It was over in December. They've been outclassed by the team across the City Rangers, and you can't get away from that fact. And he's, he's at the helm, so how can he survive this? How can he go into next season and expect the supporters to have faith in him? I don't get it. What did you make of, with that in mind, Chris, the weekend comments from Neil Lennon when he spoke about plans already being put in place for next season and things being discussed? Were you quite surprised by that and the fact that, do you think that it would need new people to be involved to do that? Do you think it's succession planning for the good of the club, whether Neil is there or not? I mean, he was... Well, 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 Peter's making plans as well, but he said... Peter was making plans, uh, you know, for the for the new guy coming in. So it's like you're not buying that. But how can Neil Lennon make plans if another guy's going to come in, and talk about playing personnel if another guy's going to come in? I mean, the the least the club can do really is if they're going to keep Neil next season, then just come out and say, and then everybody can move forward. No, you know, people aren't going to like it. I don't think it's the right thing to do. But at least the club can then you know, move forward and, you know, these plans can actually put into place. But, uh, you know, until it can be put into place, uh, until that happens, the club are just, you know, there's going to be this uncertainty element uh, hanging over the club and where, you know, you have to look across the city. Rangers seem to, you know, seem to have a plan at the moment. They seem to be building a squad. Celtic squad is falling apart and will fall apart because, they're, you know, they're losing their main man who's, who's so, so important to the club, um, Odson Edward. And, that, you know, they'll need to worry about replacing him. So how can Neil Lennon have a say in who the new striker is going to be next season if, uh, if he's not going to be in charge Next season, I don't, I do, do not really understand that. And, and the longer the club wait to make these decisions, then therefore, you know, or every everybody knows all these football clubs. They know every striker there is in the world because of the scouting networks and systems now. So if Celtic want to tie a striker down now for next season, who is an unbelievable prospect, maybe somebody who with barely heard of how can they actually do that unless they have somebody in at the helm who, who wants this player and is going to uh, take the club to, uh, take the manager's position next season I don't understand that so therefore they're at risk of losing out on players because they haven't made this decision and that's a massive problem massive problem one other topic um, slightly less Maybe important in the eyes of some, um, but I, I thought it was worth talking about as well, Chris. Just uh, off this, after Albion a Yeti um, last week, obviously Greg Taylor uh, involved in a, a St Mirren game, this the game against St Mirren uh, last midweek. He uh, won a penalty for Celtic and was strongly called out by the St Mirren manager Jim Goodwin. Um, Greg and Neil Lennon had their say on this. Um, what did you mean? I, I know you're anti-diving you would you, you would have players hung out to dry for this um, Jim Goodwin said name and shame them um, mm. do you think Greg Taylor was unfairly tagged on that one yeah, I think so I mean I uh, have a, a radio show on the 
uh, five live six oh six. We have a game called the Simulation Game, and uh, we have called out Albion a Yeti or Albion Spaghetti Legs, uh, as he's he's better known. Uh, I don't think Greg Taylor dived. I don't. I think that he was, uh, you know, he was running at pace and he was caught. I thought, you know, I, I, I looked at it a number of times. I, I think Jim Goodwin's got that one absolutely wrong. But, uh, you know, I think uh, that there is a, a wider point. We see it down south. We see it with, you know, we've seen it this week with Mo Salah, uh, Harry Maguire, Delhi Alley. There are so many players who are trying to con the referees. The, the referees in Scotland are that bad anyway. That they, you know, they don't need that issue thrown in as well. Players, you know, trying to con them, they get they get so many of the big decisions wrong anyway. So I do think that the players have a uh, have a responsibility really. And the simple deterrent is if somebody's caught diving, give them a three game ban. Simple as that. And then it 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 will stop until they actually, uh, you know, comes into fruition. Players will carry on trying to con referees. Well, thank you, Chris. Hopefully, um, the next time we speak, Michael Gannon might be back from his ban. <laughs> Podcast ban. Um, yeah. But Chris, thank you very much. A lot of major topics dealt with there, so we really appreciate your time. So thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck. Good luck.